just some of the things that go through my mind when I'm standing here is I wonder how long it would take for me to pass out if I just kept my knees locked the whole time. I think we have some medical professionals in the room, so I'm feeling pretty confident right now. And wounds heal and turn into scars. So... Uh, welcome to Church Project. I and we are glad you're here. We are a church and we are a project, and uh, we're figuring this thing out. And in doing so, I'm preaching. <laughs> this is actually my second, the, I guess I'm like the first uh, Sunday teacher because Weston comes and does communion, so then I could just fill like a 10-minute hole and be good, so... Um, today we're talking about uh, uh, the parable of the lost sheep. Uh, that's in Luke 15, 1 through 7, and other places too. <clears throat> Let's pray real fast. God, thank you for today. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for um, this church. God, thank you for my friends here. Father, I thank you for for all that you've blessed us with. Father, I pray that we would um, seek to honor you always, God, and uh, I pray that we would try to reflect you always. Lord, let us love people and love each other. God, let us just love well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> that little thing is getting on my... Or, uh, I don't know if it's me or my breathing or something, but... All right, so I chose the uh, parable of the lost sheep, and I'm not sure exactly why, because I don't like sheep. Um, I found this out probably uh, when, I, or when I was dating Shannon about 10 years ago or 11 years ago. We went to this restaurant in Laguna Beach, and um, I ordered a sheep burger, and so I sunk my teeth into this thing, and it was, I thought it was going to be good because it was expensive. And uh, I sunk my teeth into it, and all I could think about was me having to milk goats when I was about 12 years old or 10 years old. So we'd milk all these nasty old goats, and then we would feed the stupid goat milk to these dumb kittens. And it was just pointless. I mean, I was just milking these stupid goats to feed cats, man. And, uh, and so when I eat this sheep meat, it tastes exactly like that. Smells like, a, or it tastes like I'm drinking goat pee, pretty much. And then if you give me a salad with goat cheese on it, I might punch you, because uh, that junk's nasty too. So, but I'm gonna preach about the sheep thing. So, got that off my chest. That feels a lot better. A lot of house church people and my friends know that I hate sheep's and goats and stuff, but. They're cute enough, whatever. All right, so last month I talked about vulnerability, so I wanted to re rehash that a little bit. I hope you guys are being vulnerable with each other. Um, I, I don't want us to get lost in this, in this uh, rat race and just looking pretty. Um, there, you know, there's things that come up in life, and man, it's kind of a bummer when stuff shows up and you have no clue what just happened. And so... We got to be in this together. We got to ask hard questions. We got to make sure that we're uh, going after people. And we got to 
let's be good friends. And uh, let's draw each other to Jesus. And uh, let's, let's go for it. Because this life is not worth wasting. It's not worth just sitting around looking cool. Um, there's broken people here. And that's not a big deal. Because Jesus did a lot for us. And so... Be vulnerable. All right. Uh, Luke 15, 1 through 7. The sheep. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he, not have the 90, or does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Number one, when they celebrate, do they slaughter that lamb for going away? I mean, that's what I was kind of thinking, but I hope it's they're partying with beef. All right. So when I go through this and I kind of look at what I've been going through in my life, it's, it's easy to kind of say, oh, this is all about looking for those sinners and running after them. Or, look what so-and-so has done bad. I'm going to go after them. But then I kind of look at it and say, I am the sinner. And I am that little sheep that, that went away. And look what Jesus has done for me. God sent Jesus to come and die for me and raise, rise again so that I could be saved, I could be set free, and I could live free. And I think that's a big piece of, of, of this whole deal. Verse 5, where it says, He joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. I think sometimes when we mess up, when we're broken and sinful or shamed or whatever, God joyfully and he wants to joyfully pick us up and put us on his shoulders. When I think about my reaction to when people hurt me or when people are dumb or stupid or not doing what I want them to do, and I think about this story, my reaction would probably be something like this. I would yell at that stupid lamb for about 20 minutes, tell it how dumb it was for walking away. I would berate it. I would uh, just say everything, say everything terrible to this lamb until it starts hanging his head and whimpering. Once it starts whimpering, I get like a little bit of satisfaction because I say, I finally broke through and I had to waste a lot of time to go find you. And then I just keep yelling a little bit and then I start stomping away because I probably walked two miles to find this dumb sheep. And so I'm walking back, and I'm making sure that I'm about five paces in front of this lamb, and that thing's just following me, and I could hear it sobbing the whole way through, and I'm, I have a little bit of happiness because it's sad. 
As we keep walking about a mile down the road, I look back, lamb's still crying or whatever, and I'm a little bit happy. Once we get back to the place where the other 99 sheep are, I grab that lamb by the back of its neck, throw it in there, and I say, you be good, and you be good for the next two weeks, and then I'll love you again. And then the next two weeks pass and whatever, and I kind of forget about it, and then this sheep is in good standing with me. But how jacked up of a life would that be? And how jacked up of a life am I creating when I treat people that way? Because Jesus goes and finds us, and he joyfully puts us on his shoulders, and he says, man, I love you. And yeah, you've messed up. I knew you were gonna mess up, but I love you. Now turn from it and be good. And I think that's where, was that a doorbell? Someone's nest is going off. Probably mine. Uh, but that, that is where we need to realize or what we have in Jesus. He joyfully picks us up from our crap or stuff. Or, and he grabs us and he says, I love you. And in Psalms 103, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And oftentimes there are consequences to our sins. And there's things that we're going to have to deal with. But also, we are separated from our sins. So we don't have to walk around in shame with weight. And we can move forward. And as a church, how beautiful is that if we walk forward in joy, in love, and forgiveness? And what sort of life does that show other people if we could walk like that? So we got to make sure that we treat people like God treats people. We got to be full of grace full of truth, and full of love. Now we move on to this lamb and what this little lamb's probably thinking, or sheep or whatever. By the way, I got in trouble for calling. Uh, back when Shannon and I were dating, um, my father-in-law is a lamb guy or a shepherd or whatever. <laughs> So I've had to eat that about six times and then finally I had to be honest and tell them it's disgusting. <laughs> but, so according to lamb101.info, <laughs> it, it says sheep get really agitated when they're by themselves or separated from the flock. So how do you think that lamb felt when it was all alone and lost and whatever. It was probably sad and scared and it probably felt a lot like us when we're in our sin stuff. When we've been dabbling on our phone a little stupidly, 
when we've been, whatever women do to sin, I don't know, gossip or whatever. But, it, but I think we're probably, if you're that lamb, are pretty bummed out. And so I think about um, probably the joy that this little lamb had when it heard that shepherd's voice. And so this last Easter, um, we were at my, my uh, wife's house with the sheep. And uh, it was actually pretty cool. Um, I got to burn a lot. Of, they, they live in California, have a little a few acres or whatever. And, uh, and we were, my father-in-law and I were building a little fence to let them in this little pasture that had a bunch of weeds or whatever it needed to eat. And, uh, but for the few days, I would yell at these sheep. And I knew what my father-in-law would say. He'd say, hey, sheep, or whatever he said. But I would try to mimic it. And those sheep would not look. They would not come. And they, some of them looked at me like I was stupid, I think. But they did not react to me. And, uh, and so we get done finishing this fence thing. And I think I hollered at them. And they just stayed way away. I guess I was a threat or they knew I didn't like them. But the most cool thing, I walked kind of up this little hill and was sitting on a rock. Seemed like super biblical, kind of. (laughs) But my father-in-law is standing right there and he just calmly says, hey sheep, or whatever he says. And it was incredible to see all these sheep just start running towards him. And, and And I thought, man, the sheep know his voice. And I thought, man, do I know Jesus' voice like that? But how beautiful of a representation of when that voice is called out and that lamb is within earshot, that lamb was probably super pumped. So he's on the back and he's all cool and, and, and feeling all nice. And they probably, um, I would imagine when he puts it on there, they kind of like hugged and spun around and it was in slow motion and (laughs) all was good. But God doesn't, but the shepherd and God doesn't sit there and say, hey sheep, do you remember what you just did? And hey sheep, do you remember two weeks ago what you just did? Hey sheep, do you remember what you just did a month ago or a year ago? Do you remember why you're dealing with this thing? He doesn't. He just hugs you and loves you, and you just have to accept that. And we have to be people that accept God's forgiveness. Because when God sent Jesus to die on the cross, it wasn't for our shame, it was for our freedom. And we need to live in that freedom because that kindness and that freedom, man, that draws people. And like it says in John, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. So let's be people that are free. Let's be people that joyfully hear the shepherd's voice run to it, and be free. But let's work and try not to fall back into our stupid things 
and let's be vulnerable with people and get help where we need help. Let's open up our lives. Let's be humble people. Let's not be too proud to tell people where we fail. And let's be joyful in what God has done for us and what he has forgiven. Because that is where we have our freedom. So we gotta remember, let's be that pumped lamb. We've been forgiven much, and we can forgive much. We've been loved much, and we should love much. And so when we face trials, let's just remember how much Jesus has done for us. The end. Let's pray, and uh, God, thank you for today. God, thank you for loving us. Father, I thank you so much for um, freedom. God, I pray for uh, the people that are sick and hurting. God, I pray that you would um, heal them. Father, I pray for people with unforgiveness. I pray for myself that I would be able to forgive people and love them. Father, I thank you for um, my friends, my family, my church. God, I pray that you would help us to um, just walk in love always. Father, I pray for uh, um, Aaron Bryson and her throat and pray that you'd heal whatever's going on. Father, I pray that you would, um, man, bless every marriage in here, bless every friendship. God, I love you, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs>